0: Hi, good morning, Hippionians. It's Monday, and Monday, the 21st of March. Today's Bible study is taken from In Touch Daily Readings for Devoted Living. Um, and we are going to discuss how to truly forgive. Um, and that's coming from the verses of Ephesians chapter 4 verses 25-32. through 32. Now, when we think about forgiveness, a lot of us say, oh yeah, I forgive you. You know, if somebody said something or did something, and we usually let it go. Um, there are some times when things happen and that forgiveness doesn't come as easy or as genuinely felt even if we do say we forgive you, because we are still remembering the pain, we're remembering the hurt, we are remembering the interactions behind the others who deliberately um, or unintentionally did things to hurt us because maybe they were hurting. Um, but did you know it's, it's possible to extend forgiveness to another person and yet still cling to resentment. It's our unpardoning spirit, is how they put it, that remains. This is what makes it so difficult for us to let it go. And it will linger until we are able to emotionally release the other person from the wrong that he or she has done. Thankfully, there's a way to truly move on. First, we have to assume responsibility for our unforgiving spirit and choose to change our heart towards the other person. And that's when the healing process can begin. And that first step is truly monumental. It's it's hard. It's, it's big. It's probably one of the biggest steps that we have to take in this process. But it is a first step because we need to acknowledge, you know, I don't want to forgive that person. Why would I want to forgive someone who has hurt me so bad? Why would I want to forgive them? And so we hold on to it. And we think that by holding on to it, somehow or another that will fix the hurt that we've we've had to endure and it doesn't it makes our hurt grow even more heavy it makes our hurt even more painful because we are constantly even if we're not thinking about it on a daily basis there may be things that come up that trigger or remind us of what has happened and then the people or the person that has done the hurting you start to see them in the actions of other people or things that are happening and so we continue to just live in this vicious cycle of hurt and unforgiving or unforgiveness and so being able to acknowledge that you do in your heart have an unforgiving spirit if you haven't let it go and then saying you know i'm going to choose to change my heart towards this person and and you know all of us have a story that we can share or we could tell or we could you know explain the reason for this hurt that we carry or the uh, non-trusting or the um, You know just that that feeling of being or feeling betrayed in some way by someone that used to or you felt like maybe cared or maybe they were someone you didn't even know and they violated you in a way that is unforgiving or feels unforgiving so that first step is to acknowledge that you still harbor that feeling of unforgiveness for that that person at some point then what we need to do is release the hold over the debt that you feel is owed and i think when they said this part you know a lot of times we do want vengeance and we want it right away we want it immediately we want that person that hurt us to go through the worst kind of suffering possible we want them to pay we want them to feel as bad as we felt when they mistreated us or um, you know they cause us to lose our our love or confidence or whatever that we had in them or Like I said, and if it's a stranger, then they just stripped away your safety net. We want people to pay. The next one is recognize the other person's violation has exposed an area of weakness in you, namely your resentment and desire for vengeance. And sometimes, honestly, I feel that that's perfectly normal. And especially when it involves people that we don't know. Um, and when it involves people that we don't know, I think this is a, lo- this is a lot, a lot more challenging um, to forgive. When it's people that you know, you try to find something good if there and there is i was gonna say if there is something good but there is everybody has something good everybody has something bad and trying to find that piece of them that is good in order to be able to figure out how can i begin to start forgiving this person again is that first step that we take in this chain of learning how to truly forgive recognize that other person's violation has exposed an area of weakness. And whatever that weakness is now confronting you, whatever that weakness is that is holding you back from living the best life you could ever live, whatever that weakness is that is keeping you from having internal peace We have to begin that process of changing our hearts towards the person that has wronged us. If we are truly, truly and honestly seeking to move on and to have the ability to forgive others. And then finally, remember how often God forgives you The Lord is grieved to see His children cling to an unforgiving spirit because emotional debt imprisons us. We become paralyzed by our own distrust, resentment, and insecurity which only build walls that shut out family and friends. In contrast, God's goal for us is freedom. Freedom from bitterness. He wants to see us reconcile with our offenders and even show tender-hearted, loving acceptance. And that is a mouthful. That is like, really, Father, this is what you want me to do? You, (laughs) You really want me to forgive someone who has hurt me in a way that maybe has damaged a lot of people on an emotional or mental level. Um, It's changed the way that you carry on your daily lives. That type of hurt. And I'm supposed to be tenderhearted and loving and accepting. Well, when I read that and I think about what that really means, or at least the way I see it, is God is not telling me I need to be best friends with you. I need to carry on conversations with you. I need to go out and have dinner with you. I need to, um, you know, be able to, you know, call you up on your birthday every every month and say happy birthday. I don't think that that's what that is saying. I think that God is saying to us, in that voice, is to. Forgive them with an acceptance of how I forgive you. To love them the way that I have loved you and continue to love you. And that is very difficult. That is very hard when someone has violated or stolen trust from you. That is very hard to do. But we must forgive if we are to truly live. We must because without that forgiveness, we will carry that person, their actions, everything that they've done, we will carry that with us and we will allow that to start to be woven into every single relationship, every single encounter, every single... Um, Every single event or episode or things that we do, we will allow that person to continue to violate us even more by not forgiving. And then they go on to say, this is difficult, but it is possible because Christ lives in us. And that is in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. you know and when i was talking earlier i had mentioned that it's very easy we can all think of a story we can all recount something in our past present that has happened that someone else has hurt us and we just don't even want to forgive them we, won't, we really want them to to feel in, like we felt um but and as much as we wish to see that revenge on them, as much as we probably want to see them feel as bad or humiliated or how whatever was done, we will likely never get that chance to see that. Even though God loves you, He also loves those that hurt or have hurt you. Now, does that mean their bad deeds will go unpunished? No. I truly believe that everything that has been done wrong will be accounted for. Everything that we've done wrong will be accounted for. Everything that someone has done wrong to us will be accounted for. The Bible tells us that the rain falls on the just and the unjust alike. And the Father will address those who have done harm to others. It is not for the one hurt to settle that debt. We are to leave this in God's hands and it will be settled the right way. There can be no peace until we allow God, the Divine Creator, to guide us in forgiveness. So when we think about God's guidance for forgiveness, In relationship to when someone repeatedly wrongs us, we often try to draw a line at the number of times we'll accept their apologies. In other situations, we may attempt to categorize which offenses we choose to pardon. But Jesus drew no such lines at the cross. God's unconditional pardon of our sins means that our forgiveness toward others should likewise have no limitations even when certain behaviors cannot be allowed to continue another issue is the temptation to hang on to resentment for a long time instead of forgiving instantly but when we cling to unforgiveness even for a short period satan can gain a foothold If the Father's will is that we forgive, why should we wait? Forgiveness is painful. It is costly. Jesus felt every nail, every thorn, but a truly forgiving spirit knows that good can come from the unfortunate situations. For instance, good could take the form of God developing our character or perhaps exposing our weakness to drive us closer to Him. That's a part sometimes that even I question. (laughs) I'm like, so, you know, this thing happened to make me stronger or to build me up. For confidence and honestly you know at the time that you're going through so much turmoil it's hard to see it it really is hard to see it it's hard to believe that that's what that moment might have been for um, but there's a lesson in everything there's a lesson in the good as well as the bad And I've often heard people say, what doesn't kill you will make you stronger. And I believe Kelly Clarkson has a song of something about that. And I'm going to tell you, as living proof, it is true. What doesn't kill you will make you stronger, even if you don't see it at that moment, even if it's years down the road. Every experience we have is an experience to learn, is an experience to grow, is an experience to teach, to share, to encourage to go more deeply into the word of God and and have an intimate relationship with him every single event that occurs in our lives. Realizing God is a sovereign makes us more ready to forgive. Let's trust Jesus to remove any desire for our for retaliation and to provide us with the wisdom and strength necessary to act in ways that please Him. And when it comes to forgiveness, let's approach our offenders with the intent of reconciling. That means doing whatever God directs in order to get our relationship right, just as Jesus did for us. And you can find more information in 1 Samuel chapters 4 through 6. But forgiveness can be difficult, I know. I've had to forgive a lot of people in my life. Um that I didn't want to forgive. I wanted to hold on to the resentment I wanted to. I, I just I wanted them to feel how they made me feel. And I carried them along with me in life. and they didn't deserve to be carried like that. Um, because it stopped me from living. It stopped me from trusting. And so we just have to decide how to truly forgive. And if we want to, or if we want to continue carrying those people that have hurt you or wronged you, um, you have to make that decision. But God's guidance for forgiveness is real and it's available. And he has spelled it out for us. And you can go back and you can read it and you can see what you need to do in order to release it. Release those that have mistreated you, those that have offended you. Release them and let it go. All right, guys. Wow, I didn't realize I had taken up so much time, and I do apologize. I'm sorry about that. Uh, So I'm going to get off here. I will be back tomorrow. God bless you. Let's learn to forgive, and let's move on and enjoy our lives and be happy. All right. Take care. God bless.